This Sunday is sometimes referred to as Good Shepherd Sunday. Yeah, no profit, no trouble at all, preaching at a parish called Good Shepherd on its feast day. But this is also the fourth Sunday in the season of Easter. So if it were to be chronological time, it would be post-resurrection. As it is, that gospel story took us back to about mid-gospel, John chapter 10. What's more, King David takes us even further back with that most familiar psalm of all, Psalm 23, obviously, for its shepherding imagery. The Lord is my shepherd. Most familiar because we've heard it at least at funerals that we've attended with its language for dealing with the whole issue of death. Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I shall fear knowing for you are with me, the rod and your staff, they comfort me. That is a powerful line. The only negative about that line is that we limit it to the reality of death when it's a much broader Context because it has to do the, with the realities of our lives. A literal translation is, though I walk through the darkest of valleys. Resurrection, then, is so much more because it's about the here and now in those most difficult of times. If we simply were to limit it to mean eternal life is something afterwards. You know, so often we were taught, sometimes we teach, that eternal life is literally that which is up in the sky, and we get into it if we're simply good little girls and good little boys, behave yourselves. <laughs> Think of the abuse that that concept has caused in manipulating a race or a gender or a sexual minority. If they would only behave themselves, they would only behave themselves. And sadly, it has been inflicted on people like me, heterosexual white males. As we say, behave yourself. See it as providence. Today is Mother's Day. Because let me preach this as well. Thank God that most of our mothers never really bought into that concept 
of their love for us being based on our behavior. <laughs> their love was based on us being their children. Period. Or exclamation point. For since this is a sermon, amen. <laughs> going back to that gospel text when Jesus says I give them eternal life there's not this little asterisk like in a contract that would say if they would only behave themselves then and only then will I let them in to the kingdom of God he is look if that is so and we are all in big, very big trouble. Because it ain't going to happen. You know what? Thanks be to God. Because one of the things that I've been preaching, teaching, and saying since I began my priestly ministry with you all has been something like this. Jesus calls imperfect sheep. Jesus calls imperfect people. People like you, people like me to follow. Jesus calls sheep who are going to get lost by wandering off. Again, we can limit things by our understanding of them, like this whole image of shepherd and sheep being in this life that is so calm and sedentary. I mean, you know, all we got to do is look literally that way. Because so much of the year, you know what you're going to see out there, right? There's a pasture out there. Our closest neighbors here are cattle. It's true. Now, don't mishear me. That to say that the life of a Cattle rancher is easy. No, it's just that the lives of the shepherds that Jesus was referring to were semi nomadic, meaning moving lives. And this is what I'm going to preach now, so basic, was not an easy life. In fact, it was hard, period. It was to find pasture and water and safety because there was hunger and thirst and danger. Jesus' listeners in today's gospel, they understood it. And his words hit them hard. They're hitting them harder, much harder than they hit us because his words, if we had gone one verse further, in that gospel text. It would have been a literal hit because verse 31 reads, the Jews took up stones again to stone. 
They didn't like what he was saying. What about you? Let's turn it this way. What about your life? Is this ancient biblical image <coughs> of shepherd of the sheep? Is it clicking with you? I mean, heck, you may have one of those Good Shepherd Episcopal Church sheep sticker on your car or back at your house on a window. I mean, heck, a fire has them all over there. Hymnals. So we have those. We have those. But this is at me, too. Has the sticker's imagery gone from head to heart all the way into what I can't define only as elusive soul? Let me give you an example. Because I know this priest who's given me his permission to share this with you. And he said this. He said that he had wandered very far from the flock. <coughs> and the shepherd went to look for him. And the shepherd tried to gently steer him back to the flock, but would not force him to come back, because that is not in the nature of love. Love simply does not force on having its own way. And the priest I know told me that he had recently had this opportunity to go through thousands of pictures and records of his life. Now, as you can imagine, such an exercise is bound to bring up powerful memories, and some of them good, and some of them, frankly, not so good and you know, some that were in between. Well, the priest experienced those strong sensations strongly. Now, it was so obvious when the shepherd had been in this priest's life, there were all those wonderful events in the church's calendar that were in his life, those very sweet private baptismal pictures in a chapel. A little bit later on as a teenager when he was confirmed and then later on when he was married and then finally what made him a priest, that service of ordination. There were also these awards for his achievements and his pictures of him in school, accepting his diploma, and of him being the captain of the football team. I mean, there were those kinds of pictures. And then there were the other ones that I simply said were stuck. He really didn't remember those pictures at all. And then there were pictures when he had been punished. And his parents had taken those pictures to remind him not to do that deed again. <laughs> then there were the records of 
uh, school detention and on those records went. And the list then began to tragically turn. The pictures were far more graphic. Eyes were black, blue, and bloody. Scalp was bald, except for like a monk-like tonsure that was in the back and on the sides, with stable scars and scalp and skull depressions in front and on top. Medical records grew much longer with intimidating letters like CT scan, MRI. Then that priest records and pictures simply stopped, culminating in a medical camera shot of a brain with a circle black spot with lines coming out from it in all directions. And it had three words. Frontal lobe. with you for the sole purpose of preaching this. Preaching this. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you will go through. Good Shepherd will never, ever, ever, ever stop looking for you. Never. So go ahead and feel as if you've been abandoned. Because it certainly feels that way when you're going through hell. But I want to remind you of something. Because these were what the pictures and the records of my life reminded me is when I felt the most abandoned, the Good Shepherd never stopped searching for me. Even when I was in heaven. You feel 
still abandoned? Good Shepherd is still searching for you. Because you are a part of a flock. And good shepherds will go anywhere to find a lost sheep. Good shepherds will even go 